0: Here's the latest CSM interview from Talking In Stations. Jin Tan, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you.
1: It's lovely to be here.
0: So you're a current CSM member, and this will be your third term?
1: Uh, yeah, that's correct. I was elected for CSM 11, CSM 12, and I'm hoping to be elected for CSM 30.
0: I invited Dirk here because he doesn't like anybody doing more than two terms, so let's just get is, started, that, though. is
2: that why you invited me here i thought you invited me here just because i happened to uh, be sitting in a channel nearby and i don't know well that too over a year ago i guess yeah oh definitely over a year ago at this point or whatever uh you had said that you weren't going to run for a third term that it was going to be two and that was it and i as somebody who don't technically believe in third terms you know, you said i shouldn't have anything to worry about because you weren't going to be running what changed your mind
1: Um, Effectively, my real life changed a a hell of a lot in the past basically eight months. I've gone from, uh, you know, being a full-time employed uh, aerospace design engineer, which is what I was doing uh, during my previous experience on the CSM. That's a job I've held since I was 16. Uh, It's a job I was very happy doing, but unfortunately, the company around me has ceased to exist. And as such, I'm going to university to do a degree, which means I have a hell of a lot more time than I expected to have. So I'm looking to put you know, more of it into e. i eat. I've really enjoyed the CSM so far. People seem to have enjoyed my conduct. So I figured I'd put my hat in the ring. I'm not pushing it too hard, but if people want to see me continue, I'll continue.
0: Hmm. Follow-up, Dirk.
2: No, I, I don't necessarily know that I have a follow-up on that. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, so, yeah, well, well, here, well, here, I guess I would, you know, yes, Matterall, all, uh, I, I would like to follow up on that. <laughs> um, and I guess that is, okay, so so when you said that a year ago, it, it didn't have anything to do with with any sort of belief of yours that, uh, that, you know, having sort of career CSM members or anything like that wasn't something that we should maybe ascribe to. Uh, it was just more about your own personal uh, situation.
1: Yeah, I guess I I don't know, maybe I'm just Did you think you thing. would burn out?
0: I mean, is that what it was? Like, yeah, two terms should be enough to get to get what I need done and get out.
1: I'd say that, but like once you start building something, it's it's so hard to walk away fundamentally.
0: And you've started building stuff in the last two sessions?
1: Yeah, like look at the change in communication between the CSM and the CCP. I know we were just talking about it let's let's
2: app. let's follow that up then, shall yeah, let's we? Actually,
1: let's roll this. Okay. Um, let's,
2: yeah. let's talk about that. So so boy. so recently we had CCP come out with a with an announcement. It was not a request for you know proposal from the community for commentary or anything like that. It was an abs- You know, it was an actual lay it out there of taking away refitting while in warp. And what's come to the public's attention is that the CSM was not made aware of this in any way, shape, or form prior to it being released in the patch notes three or four days before the patch was coming out. So where's communication on something like that um, you know, versus other things?
1: I can't specifically comment to this, unfortunately, because I've been in a, kind of a slightly awkward position on the CSM lately as my password has expired, so I don't have access to HipChat. And the person who is uh, in charge of that sort of thing is currently on holiday. So I have no access to the actual CSM information.
2: Well, I mean, okay, let's just assume for a moment that, that, that you know, it is true that the CSM was not made aware. Uh, it seemed like before the show that that you were not made aware of it, um, you know, prior. And I, don't, yeah. I, I don't know how long your 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 password's been, you know, been aware or anything, but... How many times does that you know does that happen? I mean, I, this is something that past CSM members would have kind of come out with and said, "Look, we were not you know uh, uh, asked about this. CCP did this on their own. It wasn't like we had you know any kind of uh, you know any kind of input to it. Don't blame us." Uh,
1: I get that, but there's a
2: certain degree of us just working really
1: well with CCP now. Like, it's notable that that surprised us because you like because now that that's not everything if that makes sense in the past r- and remember how much the csm would say this about every single change, was we weren't talked about you, yep. you know we weren't talked about this that was a normal thing to expect with a change now we have exceptions to the rule where generally the csm has thoughts in it maybe they don't agree with the change that's fine though you know we're always ready we're always ready to help share what we know with the community and try and get ccp to be a place uh ccp to a place that the community is happy with i see that as part of the csm's role now it's kind of just getting the players expectations to ccp so real
0: talk you like being on csm
1: it's stressful um it's probably taken years of my life uh the Holidays to Iceland are about as a, a fun of a holiday as, you know, a nine-day workaway would probably would be for a normal person, but I do love it. <laughs> what is it about it you like? It's the feeling of really like actually making a change sometimes. And the thing is, like the best stuff that I've changed, you know, the, be- the things I'm most proud of, mm-hmm. the stuff that we killed before it got to you guys, that beyond anything is what i'm most proud of in the csm
0: well here's the thing we'll never know if we wanted it because you killed it before we could see it how are you so sure that you block things that players wouldn't like
1: when you have 14 members of the csm or 10 members of the csm all with their own different interests all with their own different knowledge of something all saying no you know the disunified nature of the CSM means it's very hard to get a consensus. But when you do have that consensus, that's a powerful tool.
0: Do You consider that it's diversified enough. If you look at the tickets, there's a lot of block voting. There's say half the members there belong to Nullsec. Uh, do you think it's been diverse the last two times?
1: Yeah. Do you think that Sort Dragon wants the same thing on the CSM that I don't know Nash Kadaver did? Do you think that? Um, I don't know. In myself, do you think I want the exact same things as Aris?
2: Probably not. We disagreed on things before. I guess it's how do you consider diversity on the CSM? Uh, different flavors of sec members or diversity across the I don't, s- I don't see
1: affiliation on the council. I don't see Nullsec, high SEC. I don't see low SEC. I don't see wormholes. I see people who have expertise in different places. Sometimes that is geographic specific, you know. Uh, someone like Noobman, who really knew Wormholes. They knew the economics of it inside and out. They knew how you made money. They knew how you traveled. They knew how that intersected with other areas of space. You know, that kind of knowledge is not the kind of knowledge that every NOLSEC candidate's bringing about NOLSEC. Look at someone like Arith. They're not bringing, oh, I know everything about broadcore mining. They're bringing, I know everything about the grand economic structure of your game. You know, look at Sutonia. What are they bringing? Are they bringing just Losec? No, they're bringing a bit of Faction Warfare experience and a ton of practice working with new players. You know, someone who knows everything about fitting. You should see the documents that Suetonia sends to Rise. It's unbelievable. When at, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, they really are. And I can help chip into some of those, and I'm very proud of my contributions there. I've made a lot of my opinions very clear, and whilst I know that they're not going to get acted on anytime soon, at least Rises aware of them, we can have a conversation about. That's the kind of long, slow work you expect on the csm Now we're continually getting improvements. You know how how reasonable would it have been to expect, you know, say a ten percent bonus to drone damage or something getting added here or there in the current Eve than it was in the Eve before I was on the csm We didn't have balance passes. Now we're now we're trying to get them in every couple of patches. And by
2: and large, we are. Well, okay. Speaking of balance passes, um, what was your reaction to sort of the uh, first the introduction of of a quote unquote balance team, and then what appears to have been maybe a less than uh, a less than optimal implementation of what perhaps the community expected from what was known as the balance team?
1: Yeah, I think that was just. CCP not balancing expectations properly because they were trying to make us happy. So in a way, we kind of didn't do our part there potentially. But that's something we're trying to get better at. You know, we wanted to just make sure that there was someone assigned to balance. We didn't need a team. We just wanted someone whose job it was to deal with that. Because before we started pushing, it, it just wasn't. It was. It's and it still is a kind of a council to a degree, I suppose, between all of the balance devs, but now there's someone who's consciously looking for like okay how can we tweak a ship to make it a bit more used if it's really bad right now uh trying to keep my volume down i'm not trying to like sweet talk asmr you into voting for me i promise
0: (laughs) this is bedroom bedroom talk with
1: jindal i i definitely do not sound like this in the bedroom
2: (laughs) <laughs> I mean, let's, talk, you know, let's talk about, you know, balancing you know, just a little a little bit more here. I mean, from what you've seen, having been on uh, on what I'll call the inside now, um, is balance anything that anybody can ever truly hope for in this game? It seems like it's a game that's always out of balance and will always be out of balance. It just depends on which area you're looking at at the time.
1: Yes, there's, some, there's a concept that we really talked about. Um, I talked about specifically with uh, Mr. Hyde, and it's something that we really think is important about the fun in EVE, and that's that you never want the meta to calcify. You never want there to be one ship that's so singularly integral to the entire metagame structure of EVE Online that it dominates combat and the only things that survive other than it are direct hard counters to it, because that's not interesting. You need to have that experimentation, that constant shifting, Uh, you know, the kind of tides of doctrines, as it were. Uh, across eve or you end up with you know two years of ishtars and hell we're going back to ishtars now so that should tell you something about how fast the meta can turn
0: yeah yeah, but how do you feel about stuff that's arcane knowledge like this whole refitting while you're in warp certain people know that lots of people don't i mean there's certain things that people know because they've been around a long time and they've stumbled upon the knowledge or been given the knowledge that is not really something you can learn on your own you just kind of have to be given it it's not really like game skill it's it's like knowledge institutional knowledge where do you fall on that kind of stuff
1: i kind of like that i kind of like that the game has these tiny little edges you can get to be honest i think that that's important in a game that's normally so static like even like in terms of you know how a combat situation might play out 99% of the time, if you know the fit involved. I mean, that's, what's, that's what keeps the AT exciting for me. Um, that's the other thing people might know me from, from, other than my previous terms, my AT experience.
0: Well, that and your suits.
1: Oh, my, you mean my impeccable fashions? All, <laughs> yeah. all my videos on politics. Okay, yeah. uh, I do a lot of things.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Lions tournament. The videos that you do, where you show the map and you talk about what's going on in EVE, the fact that I've seen you on every Discord I've ever been on, and I've been on a lot, you get around. Part of that can be seen as you're keeping your profile up. Another part of it can be seen as you're keeping representation up because you're making yourself available in all those channels to talk seriously about issues.
1: Generally, I, you know, I ha- I'm yeah. in a lot of Discords that I don't actually watch a lot. But uh, if anyone asks me, I normally take a look quickly or try and tap out a quick response, you know. That's ideally what I'm everywhere for. I want people to feel like the CSM has a contact to them. So if there's a little thing that they can pass up the chain, hey, I can make it happen. I can get it on a list somewhere. It's, you know, it's not much, but it helps.
0: Very few people have the profile you have, at least to the meta players.
1: Once you get started down the rabbit hole of like, hey, people are really interesting. Oh, I wonder if I could find something to talk about on a podcast. You go on a podcast. People tell you it was interesting. And then you end up writing an article about it, and people are like that. So you write an article about something else. I think if you can get on that sort of train, that's by far your first step. People okay, that, have to know that you're knowledgeable and that you are willing uh, to talk okay. about
0: things. Well, see, that takes a while to build up that kind of credibility, which you did.
1: It took seven years. It took seven years of playing this game.
0: Yeah. So I, I just wonder if, like, guys that are in their second, third year. You know, should they even be allowed to try for CSM? or these guys, do they have something to contribute? Sometimes they
1: can. You know, any new player can... There's there's such a compartmentalization of knowledge in EVE that, like, someone who's spent six months, probably, I'd say, working on the, the minute details of industry knows ten times more than I will ever know about industry. You know... And that's, that makes them very useful in a very different way to me on the CSM, because now you've got that angle on problems. That's what I'm always thinking about when it comes to CSM candidates. If, if someone asks me what my perfect CSM would be, that's how I would cook it up. You want to have people with specific knowledge, very in-depth knowledge, very good problem-solving capabilities, who can look at the mechanics CCP's laying out and figure out how to break them, and kind of figure out where the problems are
2: and report that back tell the listeners what your view is of the csm's purpose today perhaps how that may differ from the past
1: (sighs) that's a that's a that's a tough one i've talked about it a lot kind of
2: privately but let's just let's just start with today i mean if you if somebody were to ask you what is the purpose of the csm what would you say i I don't know
1: the the csm has so many kind of weird ancillary roles at this point and it's such a weirdly integral part of a lot of things that it's hard to give it an exact definition of purpose but if i had to try and sum it up i'd say that it's there to represent the players to ccp that's the first and foremost goal or to represent the best interests of the
2: players to the people who make the game is it too many things because you say it's like, you know, you say it's a lot of wide and varied, you know, you know, varied things. Is it too many? Is it you know, is it really too much to sort of be putting on the shoulders, you know, of of, of you all of the of the members of the CSM in, in a reasonable kind of time frame? Is, you know, is it all sort of worthwhile, or are they just throwing stuff against the wall?
1: No, they have really, really talented people designing Eve Online. Like, don't get me wrong, we work with some amazing people. Yeah, you know, it's not like fuzzy or Larakin or um, Nagwall.
0: Not anymore. Uh,
1: bad game designers. Unfortunately, Mr. Nagwall has uh, left the yeah, building as of today. But you know, these kind of people aren't stupid. You know, they're really good at what they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't be employed by CCP. You might not agree with some of the decisions they make, but with the data they've got, it makes sense to them sometimes. And. Sometimes we just have to argue with them, you know? There's, yeah. you know, the never-ending yeah. argument about nullification on interceptors, yeah. which we've been having since CSM 10, apparently, and it's it's great. Interceptors are really, really good for traveling, and we haven't convinced anyone that it's worth putting nullification on shuttles yet. Just, just to give an alternative for that so we can see where it lies.
0: Well, you've defended some pretty... Uh tough positions. Uh, Sometimes you face the crowd. What's that like?
1: Uh, Not great. Not (laughs) great. I gotta say it was not fun. I will say it's up there as of like bad things that I've had to do in my life, but I always feel that it's worth it to say your true opinion. You know, I don't want people to get the impression that I'm just going to say whatever's popular. I'm not. I'm a pretty strong-willed person and you know i have a lot of sensitive thoughts uh, i'm not going to compromise them just because people expect me to
2: after more than two years on the csm how has the csm changed since you came on board my god we
1: have mended a lot of bridges with a lot of people
2: well i'll ask you to elaborate on that from the standpoint of are you saying that they that that there were problems between the CSM and CCP. Uh, did it lie on one side or the other? Was it a conglomeration of both sides? Uh, you know
1: let's let's remind ourselves briefly what happened in CSM10. We had three CSMs leave. We had, you know, massive catastrophic leaks from the CSM. It was in a bad way. No one was trusting it people were expecting to get hauled into a room and shouted at by angry nerds, which is what the CSM had been to for them for the past two years.
2: Well, and, and, and I think at the end of that, you also had the removal of the CSM coordinator and replacement by Logibro, yeah, correct?
1: Oh, Logibro. I'm so sad that Logibro is gone still. It, uh, it just seems like such a tragedy.
0: Come on, you're playing so to the crowd, aren't you? Are, you? are you playing no, to the
1: crowd? He's, he's great. He's still in Iceland. I saw him last fanfest. fest. Like come on.
0: I like him too, but that's a universally held position.
2: I know.
1: I know it is. But I still okay. gotta got give him the shout out. I guess what's true is true.
2: Before Matterall goes to his final question, I'll just throw this out there. Can you tell us what your biggest failure has been on the CSM as well as what you believe to be your biggest success?
1: Mm, well I think my biggest failure has to be ghost training. And this is something we've kind of we've kind of Lost track of in the CSM election. And I don't think it's quite fair because that's some, uh, that, that is a place where I personally fell down a lot. I knew about ghost training as early as I think a lot of the CSM did. And I sent one message to CCP Rise about it because that was what he was in charge of at the time. Um, it, not directly, but like he was an ancillary part of that team. And I just thought, hey, I'll let him know about this bug. I'm sure it will be fixed because it's CCP's money and CCP kind of likes money, if you feel me there. <laughs> um, turned out it, it didn't get fixed, and the next thing I knew it was blowing up on Reddit, and I had to kind of fight the mob there and be like, whoa, 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 they know that they're working on it, guys, please. And that was a, that was a hard 72 hours. I think you remember me fucking leaking out about it, dematerial, probably. It's tough. Like people get nasty. People get vicious with you in those common threats.
0: Yeah, Dirk here was was pretty upset about that, drove that issue as far as I'm concerned.
2: Well, look, I don't think that a lot of blame, you know, and, and this is me sort of making a commentary here. I don't think a lot of the blame was put on the CSM at that point. I think we were all pretty, pretty well sure that, that uh, CCP did in fact know about it. it. What it came down to was the handling and the, and the communication from CCP that sort of drove a lot of the you know, animosity. I, I don't recall that much of it being directed towards the CSM other than you know, them probably having to, to you know, help to answer for some things since they are an intermediary.
1: Yeah, no, we, we, we absorbed a lot of hate. I'll be honest with you. There was a lot of vitriol directed at me and some personal messages.
0: Ghost training was when uh, people were in alpha state and able to train at omega speed because of some snafu. So a lot of people felt that was unfair because people weren't paying for the game and they were training just as fast as people who were paying for the game. Okay, go to your uh, your happy time.
1: Uh, What do you mean by happy time?
0: I'm sorry. No, I I messed that up. Uh, Dirk asked you your...
1: biggest success success. i can't talk about my biggest success publicly or
2: allude to what it might be did you did you get a a spy out of russia i mean i'm kidding
1: (laughs) i i I understand i understand the implications
2: of the NDA. uh is there a way that you can allude to it without giving details and just in terms of the efforts that you put into it that made you in the end feel as though it was a success?
1: I, I, I have like a euphemisms I could use, but then I'd have to tell you to like what it actually was. And I'm not willing to do that just so that I could make sure it doesn't allude too hard. I'm Dude. too tired to think of a good way to allude to that. I'm sorry. I can, I can give you like a small thing.
0: All right. Let's, let's, let's give them a pass. And the last question is think back to when you started playing Evo online, what was the moment where you were like, I'm going to love this game.
1: Oh, my God, I can actually remember it very, very clearly. So it was me and it was another friend. We were both in Rifters with 200mm autocannons. They were meta-fit, of course. They cost about 2 million isk, and that was a lot of money, okay? That was like five Level 3 missions. That was a lot of money. That was like a couple of hours, okay? So <laughs> me and my friend, we both... um We both go out and we find this Republic Fleet Firetail in a belt, just like casually chilling out top belt, and we just dive on him and I die, but we kill like this sixteen million million-esque Republic Fleet Firetail, and I'm just like the happiest human being alive. And we get his like T2 loot home. We sell that on the market because we can't use it, (laughs) and that's how we pay for my next drifter. (laughs) And I was like, this is the greatest game of all time and this is me at 13 so like you know it got me
0: awesome (laughs) Jintan.
1: i don't think i've ever told that story before that's great good luck on your campaign thank you very much for interviewing me and it was a good one i'm glad we touched on some points that don't often get brought up with uh, veteran csm members always feel free to ask me the tough questions i'll try and answer and thanks dirk thanks jim thanks matt